Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. are two separate I mean it's two separate things like I identify as a straight guy I happen to be born with a, a condition called transgender where my sex doesn't match my gender blah 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 you know blah, what I mean? blah I used to blah. think of it as a physical defect but now I'm like oh people are just born different yeah but just like you don't need your boobs well, you to know you're a our, woman so our son has very severe uh, ADHD and dyslexia and so I mean there is you know there's this new book you should read called Neurotribes that basically says this kind of d- neurodiversity exists. It's not like there's... there's and like, biological diversity. Right, right. There there are more intersexed people recorded cases in the world than there are Jews recorded in the world. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I want to welcome everyone to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold and... But um, are you going to... Did you record what we were previously talking about? Yeah. So I'm just before we begin, I just want everyone to know that Lauren just said that there's more uh, intersex inter- intersex people recorded. than recorded than Jews in the world. Recorded. I know that might be because of the Holocaust. You know what? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. They killed six million of us. I know. Don't Ben Carson on her. Yeah. yeah, and it's probably more now that that priest. Did you see the priest who went to? Uh, you know, he undug all these graves oh, in the Ukraine. Yeah. Under the Vatican, yeah. too. So, whatever. Anyway, welcome to Kill Me Now. My name's Judy Gold. My co-host, Lana, is here. Um, and my, I can't... I'm so excited. Guys, women, intersexed, whatever. <laughs> the Robbie Kaplan is here. The... Robbie Kaplan Esquire, the Robbie Kaplan who went in front of the Supreme Court and turned over that shitty DOMA Defensive Marriage Act bullshit. Thank you. Thank you. Robbie Kaplan. Every time I see you, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you get that a lot? You're very, very welcome, but thank you, too. Whatever. (laughs) So, um... Okay, so first of all, I have to say, I've known Robbie for a while, so full disclosure, and I, the greatest person, but and amazing sense of humor. Her book, Then Comes Marriage, which is out, when did it come out? Like a month ago, Great right? Of this title. Month. The beginning of this month. Is First of all, I believe that Then Comes Marriage by Robbie Kaplan with, who cares, Lisa Dickey. <laughs> Did she wear a dickie, Lisa Dickie? <laughs> Remember those dickies? Remember that? They were very in when we were Dickies kids. were in and rubbers. Yeah. Remember rubbers? Mm, My father yeah. had rubbers and he'd take his rubbers off. I love the rubbers. The rubbers are good, They'd though. They'd actually be yeah. very convenient if I had, on a day like today. Right. It's raining out. I'm my, telling my you. My feet are a little wet right now, to be honest. I saw a guy a few months ago wearing rubbers and I was like, oh. And they were kind of cool. Like, they looked like cool shoes. I like the old school yellow ones. No, those are ugly. I just remember black. I don't remember. I remember black, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. 
He had rubbers. Do okay. you yellow? Yellow ones? Always right. yellow. I have to ask my son. He's an expert. Yeah. Okay. So the book then comes Marriage by Roberta Kaplan, Esquire. I feel like it should be, it should be um, in every school. I feel like there's so many, I mean, not that many because look, marriage equality just passed. Um, I just feel like it's so easy to read and it's a story and it's told in such a personal way that you're invested. You're so invested in the case because you've humanized this, you know, and it's not about it's not about, you know, dissecting the law. It's about human beings and dignity. And, and it's I have. I just have felt that since I, I don't know. I'm, all right. So you you represented Edie Windsor. Yep. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but for years, many years, I had a, uh, something in my act about Edie and, and Thea um, because I was so angry about not being able to get married. And then I would see and, you know, it just it enraged me. I mean, I. I have. I want to talk to you about the anger because I feel like I was so enraged, and I'm a comedian. But it was like, you know, we wrote this song, 1128, which was all the uh, 1128, and it was all these benefits we couldn't get. That that, and I was thinking, wait, Jerry Sandusky is married, like Eric Menendez, who killed his parents, Eric and Lyle. Eric gets married in jail. Prison, right. He, he's allowed to get married. He has a constitutional right to do so. Right. And, um, okay, and then, oh, Mary Kay Letourneau. That really pissed me off. Mary Kay Letourneau? She was the teacher who married the 13-year-old oh, yeah. student and yeah. then, you know, went to jail. And they're still together. It's a fantastic relationship. Uh, and all these people had more rights than me. And I, it, so I used to do a thing in my act, um about how these two women, Edie and Thea, 40 years, 40 fucking years together. Exactly right. And... Talk about in sickness and in health, right? Right. Too and bad to they part. So, so, so for the idiots... No, I'm kidding. For our listeners who are not into the gay marriage equality, which I, I have to say, it's such an important... I mean, it's, it's a defining moment in our... Like World War II for my parents, define Holocaust, 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 defining moment. I believe, and, and you're we, like, and we had our own you, Holocaust. I mean, AIDS was our right, own Holocaust, exactly. And you know, I believe AIDS actually brought us together as no a community. Question. No question. I think that's what. First of all, I always say AIDS made you know guys couldn't be in the closet anymore. Right. You'd see them walking down the street. And it also got uh, it caused. Uh, lesbians and gay men who were really kind of living in separate universes to come together. Right. And the lesbians really took care of the gay men. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know, the straight girls who were overweight and never the could get... The fag hags, if you will. Yeah, the fag hags. No, but really, it was it brought us together as a community. And as a unit, we... I mean, think about AIDS. Like, I remember, of course, awful... But how far we have come, yeah. and we still we it's not eradicated, and and now I feel like the new generation is like oh, I don't need a condom. Oh, it's flaring up again. Yeah, yeah. You know the Hasidic Jews. Did you know that when they go to the prost, I'm going to talk like my mother now. So the Hasidic Jews <laughs> go to the prostitutes, and then they bring it home. 
to oh. their wives. That's that's terrible because the wives get nothing from that. Not even an orgasm. They don't get anything from any. Uh, ugh, please. Um, they get worse than nothing. So here you are, Roberta Kaplan in Cleveland. You have a brother, Peter. Not Jewish name, by the way. I know. I don't. What I, is that? Is it was named? He was named after an uncle named Pinchas. 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 Okay. And uh, you're growing up in the Cleveland suburbs. There are a lot of Jews in Cleveland, actually. It's kind of like growing up on the Upper West Side, right. to be honest. Uh, Everyone I knew was Jewish, practically. Really? And you decide at a very young age, after your grandmother's like, she doesn't shut up. She doesn't shut up. That's pretty much what she said. And uh, and you, what? Oh, you're moving me away. Um and I think, wait, what did your your grandmother said something to, like? So my uncle was in the Peace Corps in India right. and to get out of Vietnam, as uh-huh. people did back then. And so she, there's a series of letters that he saved that my grandmother wrote to him and my mom wrote to him. And she tells the story in one of the letters at one point. She says to me, I'm a little kid, and she says, you know, Robbie, like, do you have to talk all the time? And I said, but grandma, I love to talk. I just love talking. And you said, you, and when you were 12, you decided you were going to be a lawyer. Yeah. So I basically, you know, someone, I got the idea, which wasn't entirely wrong, that if you were a lawyer, you could get paid to talk. So to mm. me, that sounded great. Well, you could have been a talk show host. I could have, could have been a comedian, too. <laughs> well, I told you that Damon, my friend Damon, loves that Mac Weldon underwear. Wait, do you think it's weird if I get, no, I can get the kids underwear and t-shirt. Well... Do you think it's, should I just get t-shirts for Mac Weldon for the kids? I think you should get them one of those um, underwear bundles that they have with like socks and underwear and other stuff in oh, it like that. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then get them a couple t-shirts because I feel like they're at the age where their balls probably smell a lot. I don't want to hear about their balls. How many fucking times? <sighs> Whatever. So I'm, I'm going to get them the Mac. I love that Mac Weldon stuff, by the way. So do I. I'm going to get some for myself and for my dad. What, yeah, you should get some for your dad. Yeah, I'm going to. And I am considering the wearing the male underwear to air out the area. I feel like I'll probably be getting that for you for Hanukkah. You can't say Hanukkah. Why not? Say it, try it. Hanukkah. Whatever. My wife's name is Hamda. Wait, what's our discount code? Kill me. With code kill me, get 20% off. If you go to judygold.com slash Mac, it'll take you to the Is website. M-A-C-K? Exactly. Mac. Mac Weldon. M-A-C-K. Well, I'm telling you, the stuff is amazing. Really? You is. know I don't brag about a lot of... And, and I have high standards. Like, I like good linens. I think my mother always never skimped on the linens or the pillows or the Oh my God, you're such a Jap. No, I'm that so serious. Oh, it's, no, you are... Jewelry. <laughs> Mac Weldon. Let me tell you. So, all right. MacWeldon.com. It's, it's, it's sewn with silver, Judy. How can you say? I know. That's true. But listen, um, and that's not true. I wear my things for a really long time. If you buy good qu- and I can't find clothes. So shut the fuck up. No one makes my size. That's true. And I feel like you wouldn't let any sponsors on the show that you didn't like truly enjoy. Okay. Hello. I know. I, I can't pimp out. Uh, otherwise, then I'd be rich. <laughs> right. com slash Mac. 20% off with the code kill me. You but know that, why you couldn't be a comedian? Enough. Because, and that my mother said she would have been a comedian if she didn't have, 
because I can just imagine my mother at an audition and they're like, okay, thank you very much. What do you mean, thank you very much? <laughs> do you know how hard I worked on this? Thank you very Who the hell do you think you are? So She would probably get reasons. a lot of yeah. work. That was one of many reasons why I couldn't be a comedian. Oh, it's mm. just, uh, it's a fantastic life for me. So I'm, li- I'm living in Cleveland and I want to talk. And my mom had a subscription to New York Magazine. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, we, and this was the early days in New York Magazine, was very cool. Yeah. Gail Green used to write the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember reading and thinking, like, I got to move here. Like, this right. is where I want to be. And so I thought to myself, okay, here's how I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go to an Ivy League school, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to go to law school in New York. And the scary thing is that's what, exactly, exactly what, what I did. Um, yeah. Petrifying, actually. You put it out there. What a nerd I was. So. Yeah. But look what you did. Well, yeah. nerds are the best. Nerds are the. I mean, best. would you give it up to be like the captain of the cheerleading team during high school? D- definitely not. See, definitely. And that's what people don't understand. Like these kids don't get like, okay, they're popular now. This is the highlight of their life. My parents used to always say that to me when I was a kid. And they, really? And I remember thinking like, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, totally. Like, right. They were right. And then you realize they were right. Were you bought mitzvahed? Of course. And my my, you want to hear this? I don't think I've ever said this. My Torah portion, yeah, was uh, tzedek tzedek tirdof, justice, justice, thou shalt pursue. No way, Isn't that crazy. Wow. That that's given to you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's based on when the bar or bat mitzvah. Yeah, because you get to a certain part of the Torah. Oh wow! Wait, so you should do that again. I should. You should learn it. I should. I've read out of the Torah since. I should. Or, I feel. I I know. I have to do that. And, and you could do it at Jacob's Bar. You have to do it. I'm coming. Okay. Totally. I'll open for you. I'll okay. do the passage before. Exactly. <laughs> you'll, have a, you'll have an Aaliyah. Um, so your mother, who I met. Yep. Your, first after of all. After the book. I just to be clear, she met Judy by my mom after the book was written. Right. After Probably the made bu- it even more intense. Right. So I, I did this gig in um, Ohio, uh, a fundraiser, gay, 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 gay. And it was outdoor, and they were honoring Robbie. What an incredible house, right? Oh, my God. These gay guys are so fucking rich. Mm, it was incredible. And they're just like, they're, they know how to decorate. It's beautiful. I know. It's beyond. It's like the Pines versus Cherry Grove. What? Even more so. This no, house, it's, I've never, yeah. this it's, house it's, a, it's like a, an estate, yeah. real. I mean, it's, they had a lake, and then there's like geese waking me up in the morning. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I thought I was in Cleveland. <laughs> And they had me in a hotel, and I came because Robbie was there having dinner with Rachel and Jacob, and, uh, oh no, Jacob wasn't there that day. He was with my parents. Yeah. And so they're having dinner, so I went, and they're like, do you want to stay here? I'm like, yeah, I want to fucking stay <laughs> and here. And Rachel was so mad at me. I didn't want to stay there because for some crazy guilty thing, I was like, we have to stay with my parents. I know. What is that? I don't know. And both my parents and Jacob said, you're ruining our fun. Like, don't uh-huh. stay here. <laughs> and there was some neurotic thing on my part. I'm like, can't be included. I know. That's the thing. My mother's gone, and you have to separate. It's so hard for a Jewish girl to separate from her Jewish mother. Mm, so anyway, speaking of your mother so I was doing my set and I really I don't think I went overboard I was trying to be clean and I could see (laughs) the fabicinapunum you know the mm, 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 and I was killing my mom looks a lot like me by the way so Judy had no trouble I know it was I was (laughs) like she hates me she hates me and then she said I was a little dirty right to you yeah but I was clever Clever, but di- clever, funny, but a little dirty. I would say, isn't that on your uh, website? That's exactly. I think her tombstone, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, clever, funny, but a little dirty. Yeah, that's true. So With a Jewish star. Um, <laughs> nice. So, I am. I am. All right. There's so many things about the book that I'm intensely interested in, but the one thing I really wanted, and I don't even know if anyone's talked to you about this, but 
um, I related so much in the book to your internal homophobia and the fact that growing up in our generation uh, and having this secret and and the the I mean physically I was you know I had a bleeding peptic ulcer like when I was nineteen I. Me too. I said you're not allowed to talk. I'm sorry. No. I'm just identifying. With okay. You. Yeah. The here you are. You're going to Harvard. You're like, you know. Oh, did you hear Roberta Kaplan got into Harvard? Oh, Roberta Kaplan's going to Harvard. You know, I'm sure that's what was going on at synagogue. They asked Roberta. She came home from Rosh Hashanah. Oh, Roberta, hi. All right. Look at what so, she's wearing. Yeah, that was that's the next thing that, that was, was the th- every. You know, it's unbelievable. I used to do a joke in my act when I first, you know, about how this is what it's like going to synagogue on the high holidays. <laughs> Oh, didn't she wear that last year? I don't understand it. It didn't look good last year. It doesn't look, you know. Oh my heard, God, the pressure every year about what you're going to wear. I know, what you're going to wear. And it's sort of like when you go late and you have to walk down while every because I would not get up early to go. And the women would do the, yeah. people can't see me, but I'm doing the up and down yeah. nodding look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so here you are. You go to Harvard and you have a crush on a girl there. But you can't tell her. You're like BFFs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you knew. First of all, yeah, it I seems I knew when I I knew I was gay when I was like three. I mean, I just remember going, "Wait, I'm not." I I didn't know it was gay until I was an adolescent. But then I was like, "Oh, I'm gay." Um, and then I enjoyed, you know, when my mother was working, uh, and I'd go home and I'd put on my father's ties and stuff. I loved doing that. And then I used to be a hobo every year for Halloween. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Love Cute. that. With like a tie and like charcoal on yeah. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother one it. year made me the, um, I was such a nerd, and then she makes me the UNICEF box. You know, the, the charity box. She's like, oh, we'll bake you. And I'm like, Mom, I'm already a nerd. And now I'm the UNICEF box. Like, how fucking nerdy. That is hilarious. I think it should have been the Jewish National Fund box. Would have been better. Yeah, that Are would have been good. Plant a tree in Israel, and I am a tree. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I was the UNICEF box. You All right. A, you need a sitcom. Sorry, I know that's annoying. Okay, thanks. So, um, so you fall in love with this woman. You then go to Russia to study abroad. Correct. And when I say abroad, I mean abroad, <laughs> a Russian broad. Good night. And uh, you come back and you're sort of kind of ready to tell this woman, guess what? And she tells you that she's in a relationship with a woman. Correct. Oh, fuck. 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 I know, right? Fuck. And fuck. you. That, it's not my best moment. No. Oh, but. I can even remember for years it was in DC. Mm-hmm. And it was on the roof of a building. I swear, on Great Cleveland roof, right? Of a building of DC, um, and for years I couldn't like every time I went back to DC, I'm like, oh, this is a terrible city for me. Right? Do you still hate, hate DC? DC? I've gotten better over the years. Well, since you uh, you did something I've incredible there, there, now you have a new memory. Oh, you got to get new memories. All right, so scars still exist though. What scars still exist? Yeah, I have scar tissue from my knee replacement, and it's not good. All right, what's your favorite month? My favorite month? Kind of like October. I like the way the leaves change. I like September. I like like December because, you know, the holidays and all that. But not November. 
I like November because it's right before the holidays. Is it because it's my birthday? Well, that's that's one of the anyway, holidays. So you know what I'm buying myself for my birthday? Uh, you want a TV for right. your new space on right? Because I got rid of that white thing. That in my huge fucking room. oh god, bane okay. of my existence. All right. So anyway, this month I'm not kidding. I mean, you know I have the worst luck in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just read that when you purchase any Samsung 9 series SUHD TV, 55 inches or above, hmm. you get a free 32-inch Samsung TV. Like a second TV. Like they're giving you a 32-inch TV. Okay. So when you get um, the 9 series, the 55-inch one or yeah. whatever, which I think actually is like kind of perfect for your- I think 55 or 60 in here. Yeah. Um, uh, can I have the free one? I have two kids, Lauren. Yeah, but... Anyway, the offer ends December 5th, so I will decide. All you have to do is go to any place that sells Samsung SUHD TVs. And I'm telling you, I've looked at them. The color is amazing. It's the best way to 4K, and it's the best TV Samsung has. And you know Samsung is like the... I mean, they like make the best TVs. You know, if you could better do it now. That's all I'm saying. For a 32-inch model... For the free 32-inch model and any additional restrictions and limitations, you have to see the participating realtors. Realtors. What the fuck is wrong with me? Okay. What? This offer is only good while surprised. What is wrong with me? I meditated today. Listen, it seems like they're switching out um, their 32-inch TVs, and you really want to get, uh, you want to take advantage of this um, while they're okay, giving them whatever. away, because the supplies will not last. Yes, so they're going to, no, they're not going to get rid of the, thir- oh, right, the 32-inch they might get rid of. Well, when you purchase any Samsung 9 series, SUHD TV, 55 inches or above, you know what 55 inches is. For the free 32-inch model and any additional restrictions and limitations, you have to see the participating realtors, you know, go in and ask, or you can visit samsung.com slash free TV. Realtors or retailers? Did I say realtors? <laughs> yeah. Let me have this one, boss. No. Did that make you want to come out? I mean, your fear of coming out, because you, you know, it's interesting, um... When I was reading, also, you, you mentioned something about, like, oh, you know, all the friends I had were gay, but we didn't know it. Right. And I remember my senior year of college, um, and I had a relationship, and I kissed a girl at 15. So I'm all just right, going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you kissed her, or she kissed you? No, I kissed her. Nice. And then it went on for a long time. And then, uh, and then I had a roommate who I was senior year, and we had this affair and then school starts and she's like I'm straight and then I still live with her like an idiot oh god because then I don't want to tell my mother you know it's all about the mother why you weren't living with her anymore well I didn't want to leave because then I would have to she's like why are you living with Amy and I'm you know yeah so it's all about this fucking looming huge woman so do you believe that your home I mean it's really about your so much of it is about your mother you know, in that period of like, oh, what if I have to I mean, tell I'm my mother? I'm sitting here as a mother now, like thinking like, oh, I don't want to blame it all on my mom because God knows what my son's going to say about me. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, there was this girl uh, in college. I've since talk, spoken to her about this since the book came out. And I talk about this. 
who grew up in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Went to a very fancy school. Private school. Uh, came from a very prominent family. And in college, she told her mom she was a lesbian and she was cut totally off. cut off completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was my greatest fear. Yeah. Um, even in high school, I was like, I, you know, I kind of want to be like have a Jewish family and have kids. And this is that's the, and I was you like, know, how can I do that? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. petrified of it. Th- see, that's the I, what I feel like the millennials don't understand is mm-hmm. that like the fact that Edie Windsor and Thea Spire said 40 years prior. So this is what, 1967. Yep. They say to each other, let's get married like that. It was even a thought in their right. head. Like, I never like it wasn't even a thought. I didn't think it would ever happen in my life. Never. I thought I'd wind up with a dude and I'd just find some femi dude that didn't want to have sex. Wow. That's fantastic. That is wild. So, but a lot of people did that. Yeah. You know, a of lot course. of people. I think a lot for generations, yeah. a lot of people did that. And people became nuns. That crossed my mind. And, and you know, I didn't want to live. People are going to hate me for saying this, but I, I didn't want to live on the margins of society. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was not then. I feel like saying not then, not now a member of the Communist Party. I was not then and I'm not now a radical. Like right. I didn't want to be, that's not what I wanted. I wanted right. to have all the things that kind of my family community had, but be gay at the same time. Right. Yeah. And that's really why I think the law passed, that it wasn't about, you know, this, we're radical and you have to accept us in this form, but it really became, and so Edie was the perfect, I mean, they were the perfect, she was the perfect, it was, first of all, it was all about taxes, it was all about the federal inheritance tax, mm. which is such a Republican thing, like, they're together 40 plus years, and they're, I mean, what they contributed to society, you know, she's a psychiatrist, and the other ones, like, worked on the first computer at IB. I mean, like, and fucking Jerry Sandusky. Anyway, so... Okay, so that I have to know if the woman who um, was disowned by her parents is she? Are they all fine? They're all fine. Okay, oh, good. I literally just saw her recently, and I I was so glad we spoke because I said you know you're anonymous in the book, but I just wanted you to know this is in here, mm-hmm. and she was thrilled about it, and they're totally fine. Oh, good. Does she have kids or <laughs> she does and a wife? Yes, mm. both. Wow, mm. the parents just needed to transition. No pun intended. Thanks. So, um, (laughs) okay. So all through Harvard, I don't know if you've heard of Harvard. It's in Boston. That's Harvard. You were in the closet. Totally. 100%. But new. And can I just say the, that constantly getting up and going, oh no, I have to lie. Oh, I have to lie. And it, and every time you do it, it's like a fucking knife in your... Mm-hmm. No, I remember I remember going to bed in those narrow, long, for whatever reason, right. I guess they were made for guys, Harvard bunk beds, the mm-hmm. dorm beds, and thinking to myself, if this person, if this woman I had a crush on, if only she were a guy. Right. I used to think about that all the time. Right. Ew, but then you have to touch the penis. I used to think if only I were a guy. Yeah. That's great. It's all about you, Lauren. It's not. I'm back to you, Lauren. So look who's um, talking. I'm done. I'm done. I'll never talk again. Okay, thanks. So um, you go to Columbia Law School, which yep. is another Ivy League school, where actually President Barry Obama went. Not to law school, to college. Uh, to college. college, yes, he went to college. He went there. to a law school at a place called Harvard. I've n- I've never heard of that, but yes, Barry went to Columbia and lived on 116th Street. Anyway, the point is, you go to Columbia, and let's just say you're afraid of your mother, and yet 
she would bring you to like Judy Chicago's art exhibits, this feminist artist. And I, I remember reading that you said that you'd go to these um, art exhibits and these big dykes with tool belts would be putting up the stuff. And you, even though you were little, you're like, oh, wait, there. I have something in common with them. Totally. Do you have a tool belt? Totally. I don't. I have a couple toolkits, though. You do? A couple like, tool- what's the dykiest? And to the extent anyone in our family uses a toolkit, right? We're Jews. Very often, it's me. Okay, so but what's your dykiest thing you have? That's a very good question. Thank you. Oh God, I wish my wife were here to answer it. Dykiest. And thing is I it have. dykier than Judy's shirt right now? This is a woman's gap shirt, even though it's flannel. I, have, I, have, are I actually have a couple. Of, I have that shirt in blue. Thank you. So, uh, A, I get that. B, I have a lot of, like, hoodie sweatshirts. So, that's your dykey Pretty thing, dikey. hoodie sweatshirts? I'm very into oh, hoodie sweatshirts. That's so girl. not dykey. That's so Midwest mom, <laughs> soccer mom bullshit. <laughs> Cute. Okay, so you're not dykey at all. All right, so then you go to Columbia, and you go to law school, uh, and block, forward, 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 you start working for Judy Kay, who mm. is has a wonderful first name, by the way. She does. Judith. First. And, uh, you know, even though, it, even though I didn't someone tell you not to go do that clerkship? Yeah. Because you'd already done a clerkship. I'd already done a clerkship. And you're working, uh, and no, and still, even she is, she was the first one to, isn't she the first one to let a second parent adoption go I through? I worked on that case. Oh. Thank you. First of all, thank you for working on that case, as I, I read. I also, I did a second parent adoption in 96, which was... That was just after. Right. That's it was incredible. one of the first mm. ones. Because the case was like, came down 95. Right. And uh, I did it in, and it went through. <sighs> and then, I don't know if you know that I have a precedent setting case as well, because after Sharon and I broke up, uh, she hadn't adopted Ben. And Ben was three, and there, you know, we didn't live together. We weren't married, and she hadn't, she had no rights oh. to him. And I just never wanted them separated. So that was a precedent-setting case. And they did it. They did it. Do they do a home study? Oh yeah, wow. mm. yeah, home studies. Uh, actually, many because it took. Sharon was like, "Oh, I have to do the paperwork. I used to do all the paperwork in the yeah. family, whatever." So um, that was the equivalent of the tool belt. Yeah, I'm definitely... I have dikey moments, don't I? Oh, yeah. I like to fix shit. I love to fix electronics. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, my God. That's love so it. That's impressive. I love setting up speaker systems and sounds... Really? Yeah, and I... I have some stuff for you. I'll do, do it. Camera. I love that shit. And I'm I love... I'm inviting you both over to my house to just... I can't do anything. I know what you'd be... Oh, I love for. that shit. And I love... Um... I can organize your files. All right. Oh, will you do that? I'm good at that. All right. So, um... Okay, so you're working for Judy Kate, who's working on this New York... It was the New York... Or no, you did... You worked on the adoption, yeah. the second parent adoption thing. Now, so a second parent adoption is... Pe- and I was totally closeted at the time. It's so I know. crazy. Still closeted. Wow. I know. Well, semi-closeted. Like, who did you tell? See, this is how it goes, young kids. You tell a couple of people. Right. Um... And, you know, it's funny. When I was in college, every, I found out my junior, senior year, everyone I was hanging out with was gay. Even yeah. in the frat. I was like, oh, my God, we're all gay. Yeah. And no one talked about it. I no one talked about it. No, we talked about it. We ended up talking. It was between the our junior year. Everyone just came out. Um, and I had told uh, a friend in high school, too. All right. But anyway. Um, you tell your girlfriend first. 
<laughs> this is why I need a new. Would you be my co-host? That'd be so great. All right. So, um, okay. So you work on the adoption, and you're still not out, even though Judy K would have been like, "Who totally, fucking gives a shit?" Totally not out to her, right? And I was so paranoid. What the world was like. I was so paranoid that there were these memos that would get circulated on the case uh, by one of the judges who dissented who, that were pretty kind of out there. Right. And I was convinced that she was hiding them from me because she knew I was gay and didn't want me up to be right. upset. Which she had no idea. I mean, she might have been hiding them to me because she knew I'd get First upset, of all, I, how did she not know you're a lesbo? I mean, I would have known. I don't think she has very strong gaydar. Oh, I, I think right. she has a lot of ma- great qualities, but strong yeah. gaydar is not one of them. All right. So you work for her, and then... What what drove you out of the f- closet already? So, I mean, I worked for her. I came back to the firm. I mean, really, the thing that drove me out of the closet was meeting my wife. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Because while It's so much easier when you can say, I'm in a relationship with. Yeah, it's not like that. Rachel would not have put up with it for two minutes. I know. I love that about Rachel. I and mean, you have something to fall back on. Like, you have someone that loves you, yeah. even if your family I mean, does. But you dated someone for, like, seven years yeah. before Rachel. Yeah. And just, it was closeted? No. I mean, Sammy? my friends all knew. Right. Some people at work knew. Some did her, fr- did she, was she out? It's about the same. Um, but Rachel, who like when I was like kind of had my nose to the grindstone at college mm-hmm. and law school and was this nerdy person who wanted to only get A's and everything like that. Rachel was at Smith where everyone was a lesbian, by the right. way. And, you know, protesting like when they right. tried to close a lesbian co-op and getting arrested and oh, wow. doing sit-ins and stuff like that. I mean, so she she was so out there that there was no way I could see her and be in the closet. Right. right. And you know what's interesting and parallel a little bit? Elisa, my partner, uh, was so in the closet. Like she had this girlfriend, but they didn't live together. And then she would, um, she's going to kill me for saying this, but she went out like on It's Just Lunch with guys. Like she really wanted to just, you know, it would have been so much. Yes. Well, they would break up and then she'd go. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so, you know, and it was this fear, this home. And then she meets me. I'm like the out. I mean, I was talking about being a lesbian mom. You yeah. know, you did the first adoption practically. Right. And 20 years ago, you know, and and uh, she picks the most out. And I'm like, Elisa, what are you fucking talking about? You didn't tell your parents. Well, they know. But, you know, it was always this. What? You want to say something, Lauren? I want to also add to this parallel. Go. I was outed in page six because I dated an actor and I never would have come out other than that. I never, ever, ever was planning on telling my, my family. No way. Just Did they get the That's a kind New of York cool Post in, kind of- in Hawaii? Oh, my God, no. I was also in the uh, National Enquirer, and that's how my grandmother found out. But that's, if you have to come out, it's page six is kind of cool way to do it. Yeah, something. right. Yeah, yeah. but that's when I went up in the hospital with the ulcer. Oh. Full oh. circle. Um, all right, so here you are. You br- Now, first of all, come on, Rachel's like perfect. She's pretty perfect. Yeah. And she's smart, Jewy. Very Jewy. You know, after I did 25 <laughs> questions for a Jewish mother, I went up to this this woman um uh brought her mother and and the husband owns the wine shop near me, right? So, and she's you know, my mother, she's uh, uh, and uh she's very anti Republican and, and she's very anti-gay and very uh um racist and this and uh and her mother was like, yeah, it was very nice. You know, the show, the show appeals to a lot of people, but it does right. deal with like the gay thing and being a Jew and being gay. And so, uh, wait, uh, are you mean to tell me that you're a gay Jew? 
Oh my God! Did you didn't read the stuff we sent over <laughs> to the? Um, so, sorry. About she that. said, "I said, would you rather your daughter married an African American male or a Jewish female?" What'd you say? Well, I wouldn't want either. <laughs> the man. I mean, it's like, wow. it's all about a cock and balls. Yeah. And she she was racist. All right. Anyway, so here you are. You have Rachel. You tell your parents. Yeah. It still wasn't great uh, with my parents. Well, just tell me what your mother said. I mean, I think, I think my parents were flipped out at this idea that I, I had gone from being this kind of semi-closeted, very kind of conservative. Right. Establishment person to being with like, you know, radical lesbian. Right. Uh, you know, kind of feminist. Right. And, you know, Rachel, one of her many wonderful qualities is she's a truth teller. Right. So when my parents would do things yeah, or say I things that, she, you know, she thought was, was homophobic, she would let them know. So the best story is when she first met them, um, there was a person I had known in law school who had been a good friend of mine. And when I broke up with my first girlfriend, we'd been together for eight years, I was telling her about it. And she didn't seem to want to talk about it at all. She's totally ignoring me. Right. She kept talking about, I think it was some handkerchiefs, lace right. handkerchiefs that her mom had bought. And I was like, what the hell? Why do we care right. about handkerchiefs? And so I had told Rachel the story, and she was knew about it. And my mom started talking about this person. Have you seen her lately? And what's going on? And I said, no, not really. Like, we're not really friends anymore. And my mom kept pressing it and saying, well, why aren't you? Da, da, da. And Rachel's like, because she's a homophobe. <laughs> I was oh. like, you need to understand that the reason Robbie's being fr- Robbie doesn't want to be friends with people who hurt her feelings because they're homophobic. And wow, what'd your pa- mother say? They were flipped. Wow, they were flipped. This but is it what, was a good thing. This is what my mother used yeah. to say. Um, this is what my mother used to say. She used to, <laughs> like if she didn't see a friend of mine for a while. So what happened? She dumped you. Ha <laughs> ha ha! Yeah, she dumped me. <laughs> That's kind of sweet, though. I know. So well, I haven't, I haven't heard from uh, this one. What did, what did they dump you? I'm like, yeah, ma, they dump. It's like, can you just yeah. say something in a positive? It was but, pretty much the Cleveland version of that yeah. conversation. So, um, it's okay. So when I, my mother found out, my father asked me actually when I, and uh, but it's a whole long story. I was about 25, four. I love um, this story. Do you want to hear? It's such yeah, a ridiculous yes, story. Did I, have I told the story yes. before? Everyone's going to get me. All right, I'm doing a shortened Do version. So my sister is living at home with my parents, and um, she's about 26, 27. And my father's like, Judith, like, you know, she's got to get out of the house. And I don't know. Um, so my sister goes uh, to therapy. I'm very, I've been going to therapy since I'm 18. Okay. And my mother kind of liked therapy too. And so my sister goes to therapy and I said to my father, why don't you and mommy go to therapy and discuss this and how, you know, so they go to therapy and, um, they're seeing this guy and my sister's going to therapy and she's seeing this woman. And, um, so, uh, my sister, my siblings were not nice to me growing up. So my sister's like, can you come to therapy with me? So we go to therapy and the therapist says, listen, um, it, it, thank you for being here. She was, she was, uh, Israeli. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, let's begin, uh, with you, Judith. Um, 
So here you are. Uh, is there anything you'd like to tell Jane that you've never told her in your life? Uh, anything <laughs> you need her to know about? You know? And I'm like, well, I, I'm like freaking out. And I figured, but you know, it's my sister and she's, you know, in her 20s. So I said, anything? She's like, I said, well, Sharon and I are gay. And my sister, like, freaks out, like, you know, are you, oh my God, I can't believe it. Oh my God, don't tell mommy and daddy. Uh, and screaming in and the, crying. In the session? Yes. Wow. Then we went out to dinner, and I remember she just played with her. Then I was like, well, we, we're by. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I right, just wanted right. her to stop. That's so sad. I right. know. And so she was really. By is the bridge yeah. to coming out. So, do, I believe there are bisexuals. Oh, so do you believe there are bisexuals? But I think for a lot of queers in my generation, oh yes, absolutely, you'd say you're bi. So anyway, P.S. She um, is like, I need to mourn the person I thought you. I'm like, okay, fine. Yes, yes, yes. She's gonna kill me now. But she was kill me now. (laughs) But she's fine. You know, she's absolutely, she's totally supportive. She's great and loves Lauren. I mean, she is pretty cool. And so. My parents go to therapy. Um, to a different, not to the Israeli woman. No, no, to a different uh, therapist. And uh, after therapy, one morning, my father calls me. And I remember I'm laying in bed. He's like, Judith, uh, how you doing? And I'm like, fine. He said, oh, you dating anyone? And I said, no. Like, we never talked about that. Right. Like, it just didn't come up. <laughs> Your dad sounds and he's like, like a mob boss. Yeah, so, uh, okay, yeah. Do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, no, I, no, I don't. All right, you know, just checking. We don't talk, you know, about this stuff. And do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm fucking free. Your head is I'm like, no. What time in the morning was this? It was like nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm a comic. So must have been up all night, just waiting for. And so I said, um, why are you answering? You know, look. You know, we're doing this therapy. Some, you know, parents, they have kids, they're gay, they're bisexual, they, you know, they love their kids. I was just wondering, you know, and I couldn't do it. I was so young and I was sleeping and I couldn't do it. Turns out their therapist had told you that- was the husband of my sister's therapist. Oh, that's. And my sister's therapist told the husband. That is so not cool. I know. So I want to fucking still, I mean, when, so when my mother found out, this is the stupidest story, but. So, I mean, first of all, she used to come over all the time, um, and we had uh, we had a queen bed in one room, and then we had a day bed in the other room, and my na- neighbors could see inside, and we were close with them, and they figured it out because the day bed, which was Sharon's bed, uh, <laughs> had laundry on it for like a week, no one, you know, and then, and also, uh, we had two alarm clocks. I mean, it was so ridiculous. And so my mother used to come over all the time, and she'd come in and <laughs> like be like, and she'd come in my room and say, "I don't want to, I don't want to uh, uh, kick Sharon out of her, her bed." I'm like, "Ma, you're not kicking Sharon out of you." But it was still, we don't talk about it. Right? Fine. And so um, I get signed a surgery. I had a, a bone spur and deviated septum, all, all this shit. And Sharon was away, and my mother was quote unquote taking care of me, which meant like I'm laying on the couch, and she's like. If I get thirsty and I need a glass of water, where would I find the glass? Like, she can't just say, where's the glasses? Let me get, you know. So a friend comes to visit 
And uh, I'm like, this is shortly after your dad asked you. <gasps> he passed away. Time? It was after he, he passed, away. passed away. So this is about it's it's years later. So I'm I'm probably about thirty thirty one. Man, I came out to my parents before you. Woohoo! <laughs> ding, 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 she ding, ding. knew. <laughs> I was with Sharon for what? Whatever. So twenty four. Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, all right, so um, now I feel better. So anyway, so my friends come over, and they were like, uh, and my best friend Howard had just gotten married, and my parents always thought I was going to marry Howard. And so uh, his sister comes over with her husband to visit, and uh, the husband says, you know, I wish you had married Howard, you know, and kept Sharon on the side. And then I was like, oh, it's nice out, isn't it? Like, completely change the subject. <laughs> they leave. Like the, rain. the minute the door closes, my mother says, and kept Sharon on the side. I knew it. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> why did you lie to your father? Why? Uh, I knew it. And then she said something like, this is why I'm so depressed and anxious. So I'm like, Ma, it is not because I'm the happiest one of your kids. So shut up. You know, and then it was like over. But. I mean, she knew. I mean, Sharon would come all the... Ugh, whatever. Okay, back to you. That's so, awesome. I don't know why I told that story, but... Because it's a great story. And where was the daybed? Like, in a living room? No, no. There were two bedrooms. So, we had a, a bedroom with just a daybed. It had daybed and a desk and, like... Nothing it was else. so... Yeah. <laughs> no was alarm day, clock. Was the daybed, like, made up with, like, sheets and a pillow? Yeah. I mean, it was, like, a little... It had a comforter on it. <laughs> but it was obviously a guest room. That's awesome. And, and there's one alarm clock on each side of the bed. I mean, it was ridiculous. Okay. More like a ghost room. Shut up. So um, so here you are out. And I really, the, the internal homophobia, I, like, I don't think kids these days experience that. Thank and God. I And I still. Some I, kids do. I mean, Right. Well, yeah. if they're, yeah. Yeah. But it's, do, do you feel, still feel that? I mean, I there are times where I'm like with people. And I, I mean, I will always come out. I always come out. But I think, it, I don't know what that feeling. Do you know what I'm talking totally about? No fear. one else that, has to come out. No one else has to be like, oh, I like, but by the way, I like to fuck women, you know, or that's, it's just such a weird, unnatural thing that we have well, to we do. Well, we know you, I, I mean, well, when, you can pass, unlike other minority groups. Right. right? African-Americans don't have that choice. People know you're a woman. Right. But they don't necessarily know you're gay or lesbian unless right. you tell them. Right. Well, there well, are some, some people us, you right. can, you know. I mean, as and long that's, as I'm not wearing my tool belt, they don't you're right. Yeah, but I remember uh, years ago, Margaret Smith, a great comic, and, and we worked together, and all these dykes came to the show, and they were so dykey. And I'm like, why are they so... And she said, you know what, Judy, they're doing you a favor, because they walk down the street being exactly who they are, you know, and no, and not ashamed to be gay in public so and I was like oh yeah you're right and I realized that I had this and why do they ha you know when people are like why do they have to look like that why do they have to talk like that it's like fuck you why do you have to talk like that but, but it but I tell me a few of those like because you're kind of similar I mean I'm like you know I'm kind of a public lesbian at this point right, right? I'm queen legal lesbian right <laughs> and so in a way that I don't think I appreciated there's something that was liberating about that. Right. Because I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. There are very few people, certainly in the law, who don't know who I am and don't, and don't know I'm a lesbian. Certainly right. Certainly the justices all do. How that. does huh. no one know? 
All right, whatever. That's uh, but you have to come out in the cab, like when someone says, "Oh, yeah, he's know. cute." What is his father? Rachel look? always yeah. does on all every single time. I say every time. I yeah. say you have to do it every time. They're like, "Oh, oh." Um, and my so here's the crazy thing: your sons are probably the same way. My son doesn't hesitate for a second. Not even right. Like no. it's not it's nothing. And right. his friend, one of Ben's friends for his bar mitzvah speech, did a whole thing about equality and marriage equality. Oh my god! And awesome. he said it was because of us. Oh wow, that's awesome. I know. And I, that was the only were bar you, mitzvah. Were you no, because I, it was the only bar mitzvah I got. I had She's just flown in. Did you get him a nice gift? Yeah, but I didn't go to the service. I just oh uh, my and god! And I was like, and I've never done that. And I was like, I want to kill myself right now. I never, because my mother was always like, I hate when people don't go to the service and they just just go to to the party. And I just was so exhausted and jet lagged. I'm a fucking asshole. Okay. So, so Clinton, let's just talk a little bit about the Defense of Marriage Act. Now, because as a gay, Mm -hmm. I... I mean, I love I loved President Clinton, Um, and yet I've he passed this awful. First of all, the reason I loved him is he was the first president ever to use the word "gay" as you know these people. He recognized our community as a community, right? And openly gay people working for him and everything else, right? And it when he became president, I'll never I don't I we snuck into the Sheridan Hotel and fucking it was I was so happy. I mean, like. They looked normal. They were young. He, he came from a single mother, alcoholic. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh my god, a real person. And yet, this Defense of Marriage Act, which was signed like in the middle of the night, so no one even knew, was sort of a bargaining because he he didn't want he wanted gays to. I mean, the don't ask, don't tell policy, although right. it's horrible. Is it was a it was a step it was right. a bridge. No, and they tried to do more, and it kind of blew up in their face. And so we ended up with "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." And you know, the country was kind of in a bad way back then. You know, it was still the AIDS crisis. I mean, people kind of forget right. the country was still in a bad way. And what happened is there was this court in Hawaii that seemed to suggest that gay people should have the right to get married. What what? Um, and it's freaked out the entire world. Right, I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's what really happened. That was in 93, right? They call us the rainbow yeah. state for God's sake. That's what, yeah. really, that's what really motivated Doma. And even though the Hawaii legislature said it's never going to happen and kind right. of repealed it, um, it created this panic among huge... I mean, 67% of the population then thought, forget marriage. They thought gay relationships should be criminal. Right. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I think, I don't think, I mean, he said it, and I agree with him. I don't think the president was happy about it. I think today he has, you know, he certainly understands that it was the wrong thing to do. He's, he wrote an, an editorial uh, before I argued Windsor right. saying that he believed it was unconstitutional. Um, but I, I think it's easy for people today to forget, I'm not excusing it in any way, but to forget what times were like. Right. Uh, and they were very different. And oh, there yeah. was a lot of bad shit that people were talking about about gay people all the time right. in 1996. Yep. Excuse the expression. Oh, so, yeah, you're a lawyer. You can't I say shit. I don't you with that language. Uh-huh. <laughs> what <laughs> the I mean, fuck are you talking and, 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 about? And, 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 when you read the House report, which we you know studied intensively, we actually had, you know, there are hundreds of pages, and we read every single one and had it all cataloged and indexed. I mean, the stuff in there is incredible. I can't believe the shit. I was watching this Bernie Sanders they showed years ago. This friggin' Republican congressman, like, and the homos, and, and like, that they would say this shit. 
on on the congressional floor. Like I, I, I over again. Yeah, oh, I can't fucking face. believe that. Was like, have you ever heard of this guy, Dennis Prager? Yes. I oh please. Okay. And he's a Jew. So, I know. So he oh, te- please. He testified. Uh huh. And he Ugh, said that him. being against Doma was the same thing as being sibling phobic because you don't think siblings should have sex or with each other or animal phobic because you don't think that people should have sex with animals or some other horrible animal. and polygamy they always used to say polygamy polygamy animals bestiality um child molestation now i and I, I think people said stuff like that and no one would even react. It was just considered normal. It, so, so, I mean, like, some of the stuff today is a little unfair because people are kind of going crazy about 1996 without understanding the context of the right. yeah. Um I, I I don't want these kids to forget what we had to go through, and I do feel old, but it 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 is. I, I, I don't know. I forgive Clinton. Do you forgive him? Well, I mean, I tell this whole story in the book, so... Uh, I was obsessed in the case with the idea that when I would get up there to argue, one of the conservative justices would say to me, Ms. Kaplan, you have this whole argument that Doma was really motivated by homophobia and fear and prejudice, and it was signed into law by President Clinton. Are you saying that President Clinton's a homophobe? Is that your argument? I was petrified of this. So I actually approached his people. I can't believe I had the chutzpah. And this is literally what I, I told my friend to say to them. I said, I want you to tell President Clinton that like everyone else, he's going to meet his maker. Right. That we all have to meet our maker and that he too one day will meet his maker. And I know that this is something he's not proud of. Right. I know that he doesn't feel, he's not proud of signing Dome. I know right. he can do it differently today. But if he's ever going to express that, he's got to do it now. Right. Because if he does it after my argument, it does me no good. Right. And to his great, incredible credit, he, uh, wrote, he wrote this op-ed. Yeah. It's the first time a former president has ever done anything like that, to my knowledge. Right. Wow. Um, it was an extraordinary thing for him to do. Wow. That's, wow. So, you know, our community can get very nitpicky about things like this. That's what I'm saying. You know, so here we have the Larry Kramers. We have... um, And it helped our case enormously. That's another thing people need to understand. Right. I wouldn't ask him for it unless I really wanted it for the case. Okay. Of course. So what do you say, um, you know, like my mother years ago would always be like, all right, I think you should have the same. Do you have to call it marriage? Right. And that was always... And I'm like, yes, that's what it is. If you call it something, I mean, because civil unions was like dehumanizing, right? It's well, it a civil. Sep- it was separate but unequal, right? It wasn't even equal. No. Well, don't you think that marriage should the government should have nothing to do? Uh, I, you know, that you get the. I'm saying, I'm sorry, that the church, that the religious part of it, <laughs> it has nothing to do. Correct. With. What marriage is. Correct. Period. In our society today, marriage is much more than a religious sacrament between two people, which it is for a lot of religions. Right. It is the way our society legally recognizes the relationship between two people who are in a intimate relationship with each other. I mean, you could call it something else. You'd have to find... And you never find political support to do so. But that is how we recognize it. And so for in order for gay people to be equal... I'm not saying anyone has to get married. Marriage is hard. I've been married 10 years now. Oh, it's a lot of compromise. I love my life, but it's hard. Right. But in order to fully be equal, gay people had to be the ability to choose to get married or not. Right. And once we had that choice, we were equal under the law. What do you say to 1128? 1128. Um, What do you say to these people who, I mean, there are radical 
homosexuals who are like, I don't, I, I liked being not part of the society and not having to conform and not, and I say, fine, you don't have to. Go and, you know, go have guests. Right. Go in good health. Get but yeah. why is it, you know, and we were talking earlier about this, people who are addicted to being angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also a community, I think, they felt they were a part of. Like, there are a lot of deaf people who are against getting hearing aids or having their hearing fixed because mm-hmm. they have this whole what? thing, this whole community. Mm-hmm. I had to say it. Sorry, everyone. No, I mean, it's the same thing. Look, we can only be equal <laughs> if we were treated equally in marriage. It doesn't mean that we all have to get married. We, now, and now we have the right to get divorced. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here we are. Um, I remember when Henry... Now, Sharon had Henry... And I remember I, um, she had to have an emergency C, just like Rachel. And I remember uh, going in, and this is 96. And so the year Dumbo was passed. Right. And I go in, and, you know, there are not a lot of lesbo couples right. having Jacob kids. Jacob was born 10 years later. Right. Exactly. Wow. I go in, this woman, Alice Feely, who's a nurse recognizes me. She had seen me perform in Promise Town. She said, here, I'm giving you this wristband so that no one, you know, will bother you. And it was awkward. I mean, when I was there when she was giving birth. Um, and I remember the doctor, when they said who I was, was like, oh, all right. And then when the baby came, uh, it was like this millisecond of wait who do I hand it the baby to and then they finally gave it to me I mean thank God for Alice Feely and um, and she but there were who are you Uh, wait what's the relation you know and it and even until a few years ago when first of all when Ben was born we got to Lenox Hill and uh, it was midnight and I said does Alice Feely still work here and they said yes she's coming in at blank and she delivered him to Ben wow. too I love oh, Alice wow. Feely and so um, but even a few years ago I, I wrote this piece for Huffington Post that I didn't get paid for that was about when he was when Ben was getting his tonsils out and the you know the nurse said uh, well so who's the real mother and I said we both are. Are you asking who the biological mother is? That would be me. And don't, uh, let me tell you, don't ever ask anyone that question again, especially in front of a child. And I was so glad Ben had heard, and we had been crossing out and crossing out. Anyway, this whole thing with the, to the point where I, they hardly let, I mean, this is two, three years ago. They hardly let Sharon in to. It's incredible. And and I, I tweeted about it and I wrote about it. And the head of Columbia Presbyterian called me, and they've he apologized, the president, and he, they've changed all their policies, and this article I wrote was sent around to all Good. these doctors. But you, similar situation. Yeah, so Jacob was born 10 years, exactly, after Henry. And they didn't have any trouble. I had to brace it right away. Our doctor, we had a woman obstetrician, and she made it very clear in all the records and stuff that mm-hmm. I was, we were to be treated the same. And I really had no issue. I was in the room, again, no problem. Mm-hmm. They gave Jacob to me uh, when they managed to. But Jacob was the only baby that the doctor said that fought her. 
It was actually like, <laughs> oh, I love she didn't that. Want to come out. She's like, I've right. never had this happen before. Oh my god! So when she finally <laughs> got him out, she handed him directly to me, and that was all totally fine. Uh, and I and I, he was in the uh, NICU because he had jaundice, and I used to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. bet on that. Yeah. Um, but then the day came when he could get. We could all going home, and I went to the NICU to get him, and they wouldn't give him to me. Um, and I said, really? Like, I, and, and Rachel was still kind of sore from the C-section. I said, are you really oh, going to no. make her get up out of her bed and come and get him? And, and they just insisted. Rachel, of course, true to her nature, wanted to, you know, have a federal case about it. <laughs> and I said, you know, let's just go home. Like, we've been here too long. I just want to get, you know, I had spent hours trying to get the I can't imagine you saying, all right, we'll, we'll deal with it. <laughs> but you, I, I know you wrote that you thought they would maybe keep him an extra day because of the jaundice if you... Yeah, I just, we just wanted to get out of there. And I was like, you know, I'd spent all this time... Did you write things. afterwards or say anything afterwards? We told our doctor. And? I don't know what You know, did. they don't do shit. Yeah, I don't know. They don't, she's a great person. I don't know what she did. Um, Here's the thing. Do you... How do you... If you could put into words... Uh, to to someone, one of these people who's like, give us our rainbow flag back, and uh, it's fine. I don't know why you have to talk about you know like those people who are like, I'm a libertarian. Live. Why, why do we have to change the law? What would you say? What do you say to them? This this case, equality of gay people, isn't about changing any law. It's not about changing anything. It's about recognizing a principle that the founders recognized when they wrote the Constitution, which is that everyone is entitled to equal protection of the law. What about uh, what about if a guy wants to marry, uh, you know, his uh, his niece? That's not the same thing, respectfully. What? It's two people. There are all kinds of reasons that people shouldn't be able to marry their nieces or their children, or even in many states, their first cousins. What if I want to marry two people? Uh, you can always have the right to marry the one person you love. You have the right to have affairs with more than one person, but in our system, you can only marry one. Really? Well, a child needs a, one mother and one father. Actually, the best answer is there. The studies actually show... I know. I love this. That the best parents, statistically, for kids are two moms. I know. There's 0% abuse. I feel like every time I say this, I'm going to jinx myself, though. I don't even... I, I know. You know there's going to be <laughs> some. But they, they, another study just came out. Yeah. The kids are more social. They're... But it's also, you know, I tell people, our kids aren't mistakes. You know, it's not like we got drunk one night and started dialing up the sperm bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> they were right. And the one right thing about that argument that the other side made against uh, equality in marriage mm-hmm. is true. The one thing different between straight couples and gay couples is we don't. We're not slutty heterosexuals. We don't get pregnant by mistake. Yeah, All we're right. slutty queers. I have a question that I'm really interested in your answer about this now. There have been people who have outed other people. Um, Mike Senior. I I was gonna say, but I didn't. But outed Pete Williams. Um, page six. What do you? I mean, first of all, I look. We all knew Robin Roberts was a lesbo way before she came. I mean, there's so many people we knew were gay before they came out. Charles Nelson Riley was the gayest person in the... But anyway, we all knew. Liberace. Oh. Liberace. And I find it infuriating, too, that they come out after 
they have become hugely successful right. when it's safe for them. Right. Uh, I resent that because I didn't do that. Right. And what? How, what are your feelings about? And then they get honored, and then this one's the honoree. Well, it's like Caitlyn Jenner, so brave, brave. I'm getting to Caitlyn. Oh, sorry. Um, look, I've never outed anyone in my life. I mean, it's not what I do. Um, and it's, it's just not part of practicing it's not how you law. roll. It's, yeah, it's not how I roll. But wh- I certainly understand, you know, I don't think people should just be outed to be outed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do understand, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I certainly understand the arguments that when someone is doing something, a politician in particular, taking positions that are, you know, anti-gay, you know, that I can understand why there's a motivation on the part of people to try to out them. Again, I'm not necessarily condoning it, but I certainly understand the motivation. So... I hear you. I've always like if you're wanted. a closeted gay person, you probably shouldn't go out on a limb to be homophobic right. publicly. Uh, that's the advice I would give someone. Who's okay, so yeah. it's kind of a giveaway. I two. I have two very important questions. What was it first? What was it like to say wife for the first time? Well, that's the crazy thing. Like I, so Edie and Thea. Edie hates the idea that Thea would ever be called her wife. And one of the things she said to me in the case is, "You have to agree never to call Thea my wife." And I said, "Okay, you know, I understand." They had a very kind of butch femme relationship, and she said it would offend Thea, so we always called Thea her spouse. With Rachel and me, you know, with totally different generation, totally different world, like, crazy enough, we kind of find it liberating. Mm -hmm. Because when we first got married to people, I said this the other night with Gloria Steinem, and I think she was a little shocked, but when we first got married, you know, you'd say, this is my spouse, and it was so kind of denuded. I know! Partner is like you own a Starbucks together. Lover! Forget it. When people right. are like, this is my lover. Oh, I hated that. And then that's what they did no, in my can college. imagine them having anal. That's all you think about. So, I wonder if Thea's a little transy. Thea's dead. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still exists. No. No, I don't yeah. think so. No. No, just But, but there was masculine. something so radical. There's actually something more radical, but when I two women and I say, here's my wife, Rachel. And I wouldn't say it if she minded right. it, but she actually likes it. I, it's, sure. You feel protected. Yeah. I love okay. saying it. Um, my wife. Okay, so that was one thing. The other thing... But it was funny, because the other night, I think Gloria... I mean, it's a different generation. Again, she was like, whoa. But, but right. I think... But she got it. Right. Um, you're in front of the Supreme Court... I mean, language the, changes meaning over time. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, you're in front of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Yeah, I was. You're Roberta Kaplan from right Cleveland, now, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And there's a big Jewish woman looming in your head <laughs> named... Uh, Ruth your Bader mother, Ginsburg or my mother. Your mother. <laughs> I was like, which one are you talking about? Your mother. Yeah, mommy. Um, I mean, this is you're fucking. I mean, a were you nervous? Beyond the beyond. Okay. You're standing there. All right. I have so many questions. So when did you know? Okay, this is going really well. Well, so first of all, so I got up there, and it's very super, as you can imagine, super right. kind of formal and right. traditional at the Supreme Court, and they have this huge, like, red velvet curtain, and the curtain opens, and then the justices come out, and they sit down. It's it's very What cool, did you actually. wear? Oh, my God. I spent so much time worrying about what I wore. What? <laughs> so I got a... Y- Chanel? Women, no, I got a... Anti-Semite. Uh, Custom made. Oh, that's good. Ralph Lauren suit. Oh, nice. In a dark blue pinstripe. Nice. It was very nice. I'll never. I've worn it maybe one time since. Nice. Next time that'll be in the Smithsonian. I'm not kidding. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so all right, so they come out with the a red round curtain. collar. Oh my god, you okay. should sell it on red eBay. Red curtain and Ferragamo shoes, as I recall. Nice. Um, so they come out, and I when you 
actually, the first hour of the arguments was about this technical argument about standing. And I remember kind of having spilches, right. um, which means ants in your pants. Like, I wanted to get the movie. Right. I was like, enough with this technical stuff. Let's get to the meat right. of it. And then when they started the meat of it, it was pretty good already. Even, you know, my adversary got to go first because we'd won below. And so when Paul Clement got up, it was looking pretty good for us already. Right. Um, uh, the two uh, Jewish women justices from New York. I, is that unbelievable uh-huh. when you think about Alana Kagan and Ruth Bader Ginsburg? So they gave him an incredibly hard time, both of them. Good. It was kind of like a one-two punch. What about Sonia? She, they were more active with Paul, as I recall. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of remember the question coming from that side of the bench. Right. They both sit on the right side. Um, and they really did a one-two punch. Ginsburg did this thing about skim milk marriages, which was awesome. Mm. That's what I love. Hi, awesome. I'm going to go. I'm, get, I'm Britney Spears. I'm going to be married for like 12 hours. Sorry, you guys can't get married. Bye-bye. Yeah, that pissed me off. And then yeah. Kagan did this cross, really a cross-examination that was beyond the beyond. I mean, I, I always joke afterwards that if you ever had choice in life of being cross-examined by Alana, uh, Elena Kagan or any other human being on the planet, I'd pick any other human right. being on the planet. I mean, she was <laughs> astounding. And that all happened before I even got up. Uh, and then I got up. And like the first couple seconds, you can hear my voice is a little shaky. I'm, I know I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm just right. in Cleveland, Ohio. What the hell? Right. What the hell do I think I am? Uh, but after a while, you know, pretty quickly, actually, you get into it. You kind of go into I'm sure you do this in when, you, when you're right. in comedy. You kind of go into the zone. And you're just like, I do that. This is what, this I, do. what I do. And, you know, you have some tough questions. I've had tough questions before. You mm-hmm. know, you're a little irritated with me. I've had some judges irritated with me before. Right. I'm from New York City after right. all. Yeah. So it was pretty clear, even before I got up, that things were going well. And then, you know, my argument kind of clinched it. Um, right. In the sense that I really, you know, the thing I'd been given advice about was to pay very close attention, in particular to Ginsburg and Kagan. Mm-hmm. Because if they asked me anything, that they would be that would be an indication that I maybe needed help and I should follow their lead. Right. And kind of agree with anything they said. They didn't ask me a single question. Mm. Um, so most of the questions I got were from the Chief Justice with a little bit sprinkled in by Alito and Scalia, but mostly the chief justice. And he's right in front of you because he's the chief. And right. I remember, like it was yesterday, I kept looking to my right, which is where Ginsburg and Right, right, right. And every time I looked that way, you know, I could have been completely hallucinating. I don't know. But every time I looked that way, at least in my head, they were smiling. Right. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, Kaplan, like, you haven't screwed this up yet. Right, right. Kagan's still smiling. Right. It's going okay. And again, it, for all I know, they weren't smiling. But for me, it was incredible. Right. You felt like their support. You could How feel d- their smile. So, Alito. Like, what the fuck? He's like <laughs> in his 50s. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You really think I'm going to answer that question? No, I'm just saying it for myself. <laughs> I mean, same. he's from New Jersey. He's a justice, an associate justice of the Supreme Court. I understand, okay? And he, I, you know, I respect him a lot, but come on! <laughs> Kill me now. Scal- uh, Scalia, I can't even. That, I can't. Scalia did us a huge favor. Huge favor. In 2003, when Lawrence was decided, he wrote a, a blistering dissent. And in that dissent, he said that the logic of Lawrence would lead to marriage equality. Right. Because there was no way to distinguish gay right. people anymore. Right. And he said the same thing in Windsor. Right. And he was right both times. Right. Now, um, wow. And in Thomas. Fact, all the decisions post-Windsor, a lot of them relied on Scalia's dissent. Right. Which is incredible. So here we are. Thomas doesn't say a fucking thing, right? He Nothing. He didn't ask many questions. Does he, does he nod? I, I only paid attention to the judges who were talking, okay. so I don't even know. All right. So 
I read that like Alana Kagan and Scalia are friends and they go golfing or something. I think they're hunting. all hunting, I think, actually. Hunting, yeah. They're all friends, I think. Look, they have How to, do you do... Like, you're to, a lawyer. They have to hang out with each other. Because of the nature of their job, they're very circumscribed on what they can do and say. Right. They should and go... They it's should kind of like ball. an enforced... But, okay, so here you're you're a litigator and you're... And I think they do like each other. They spend how a lot do of you time do that? How do you separate the, oh my God, you don't think that I should have equal rights, let's have a beer. How do you do that? Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I don't. First of all, I'm not on the Supreme Court, so I don't have to do that. But Number you, one. as a lawyer, you have as to do lawyer, that look, sometimes. I, Paul, so Paul Clement, who was my adversary, is the preeminent Supreme Court litigator right. of of our generation. He could not have been more of a gentleman in the case. Mm-hmm. He could not have been more of a professional. He could not have been, you know, complimented me after every argument. Mm-hmm. I would sit down any day. I would sit down and have a beer with Paul Clement. Um. You know, would it be in the back of your head? He doesn't believe that my family is. Well, equal. you know, I remember thinking during the case that there were arguments that he wouldn't make. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were a lot of crazy ass arguments made by people on the other side, that, mm-hmm. and that Paul quite deliberately would not make them. Mm-hmm. And and he made the arguments that he thought were within the realm of legitimacy that ended up being pretty weak arguments. And I respected him for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what we do as lawyers, right? So. Wow. I couldn't do what I do if I didn't feel that way. I know. I just don't know. Like, these Congress people are like, oh, we're going to reach over the other side of the aisle. It's like, you hate me. So you hate what I believe in, what I stand for. I mean, but I think the problem is people don't really hate us. It's that we live in this crazy... I mean, some do. Right. But we live in this culture today with Fox and MSNBC and oh, Twitter please. and everything. And it's just... It it's like a trigger. Yeah. They're all push-button things. Right. Okay. It all gets made yeah. so much more dramatic. Also, people have room to change. I mean, they're humans, too. Right. You know, and I'm sure everyone gets to the end of their life and regrets a few things. Whatever. Right. I mean, there was this incredible moment in the case where... Before I argued that the Supreme Court, which has really lovely staff, said to me, do you want to come and check out the courtroom before you argue? Because right. we've never done it before. Like I go, I do a sound check on yeah. the Exactly. Stage. And I yeah. said, of course. And I went in and, and I remember they said, you can adjust the podium. And I started to kind of crank it. And they're like, oh, don't touch that. It's from the 18th century. Oh. And I, could, I had this image of me being the one lawyer who broke right. the podium. <laughs> so I, I, I moved aside. And as right. we're walking out. The uh, this person said to me, "Do you need help getting out of the courtroom?" And I said, "No, you know, Edie Windsor can walk fine, you know, no, thank you." And, and then it, it kind of hit me. I said, "But wait a minute, what do you mean by that?" Right. Right. And they said, "Well, another lawyer in the case has asked for our help to get out, kind of the back door." Oh shit! And as a huge light bulb <laughs> on your on, my on head. your side, sir. No. Okay, I that's knew the what lawyers I on my side. Right. So I remember thinking immediately to myself, we just won this case. Right. You know, if the House Republicans want their lawyer, which is what I think happened, to right. go out the back door, then we won this case. And so I, I looked at them and I said, you know, thank you very much for the offer, but I'm pretty sure that Edie Windsor wants to walk out the front door. Good. Yeah, bitches. Yeah. And okay. walking out the front door that day was like as close as I'll ever come to being Mick Jagger. That's for sure. Oh, right. You, bigger incredible. than Mick Jagger. No. It was incredible. Bigger. It's totally. got it. Why can't you go with like John Lennon? Uh, or Rinko. Steven Tyler, even. No. No. Okay. Steven Tyler. No. Ew. Oh, gross. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, two more things. <laughs> um, I saved this for last because I find it to be so incredible that when you first came to New York, you went to see a therapist. 
And That's why you have therapists on your mind today. Go ahead. I had therapy right yeah. before this. And you went to see a therapist. Thank God. Yeah. Very well-known, well-respected therapist. Correct. Who worked out of her apartment. Correct. When you met Edie Windsor for the first time, you went to her apartment to meet her. Mm-hmm. And it was the same apartment as your therapist. No. That is correct. Thea Spire. That oh. is correct. Oh, my God. Incredible? And you only my did one session exploded. or two, two sessions? Two. I was yeah. moving to Boston. So, so the story is... Is that unbelievable? I just got to brag about I don't so even know what I just is, heard. Right. Is I came out... I understand you were in your 30s. I was actually 24. I was not in my <laughs> 30s. Everyone knew I was out on stage. Oh, just come for the record. on. And, and I was in my third year of law school. <sighs> I was 19. But I didn't whatever. act on it until my third year of law school. Cause I was <gasps> yeah, I acted on it before. You, so you I have... Me um, yeah. So... Uh, the bitter end of, of law school and my parents were coming to visit and just my bad luck it was gay pride weekend oh, my, was, all my cousins got married on gay pride I was so fucking I was living in like a studio apartment right. on the Upper West Side and my parents kind of had to wend their way through the parade to get to my apartment <laughs> and by the time they got to my apartment they were in like a high state and I remember them saying, uh, my college roommate was Ruth Messinger's daughter. She was on Manhattan Borough President. Yeah, I remember So her. I remember my mom saying, I can't believe Ruth Messinger's leading the parade. What's she proud about? What are all those people proud of? Enough with the rainbow. It was kind of a mini version right. of your mom. Enough with the rainbow flag. No, yeah, yeah. Um, and I basically said, stop, you know, stop, mom. And she, and she continued, as mothers often do. <laughs> and... I said, stop again. And then she finally said, okay, you know, why are you so insistent on this? Are you gay? And I said... Oh, that's so easy. That is not... <laughs> sorry, true. you get five years added on it's because true. she asked you. She so asked it's me, 29. But, I, but I said yes. I said right. yes. And she walked two feet, you know, to the to the corner of the apartment. <laughs> I love this. And literally started beating her head against the wall. <laughs> Oh, so oh I can't then. even. Oh my god! It was the, the, the polar opposite of fun. Oh well, she knew all along. Someone said to me, "It's so Seinfeld." I'm like, "Yeah, but it was way before Seinfeld." Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and so I actually left the apartment. It was one of the sanest things I've ever done Good in my life. Good for you. And that summer, I was pretty depressed because it was like my worst fear about coming out had happened. Right. Oh my, you walked out of your apartment my into apartment. the Pride Parade. No, yeah. it was already that over. I a went f- to a friend's apartment, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I was like kind of hanging around New York before I moved to Boston, and I asked, I kept asking around, I need uh, to go see a psychologist who's good at gay issues. Right. Maybe that's why we talked about good at yeah. gay issues. And I kept getting Thea Spire's name. Mm-hmm. So uh, Edie and I have since talked about this, because Edie had once said to me she didn't think Thea had a lot of gay patients, and I said, huh, pretty much every lesbian I right. know in New York City saw her as a patient. So Thea probably didn't never said, you know, I've got uh, some hot lesbians coming <laughs> over for uh, <laughs> a right. group. Group, uh, <laughs> so I went to see her. She mm-hmm. was incredible. She was already paralyzed, which is why I had to go to her mm-hmm. apartment. Uh, she was incredible. She was so charismatic and calm and intelligent. And here's the coolest thing about it of all is she talked about Edie, which I, I don't think psychologists are supposed right. to do that. But I think that she thought that the only way she would convince me that I could kind of get me out of the hole that right. I was in, that I would ever have a chance at having a life, right. was by telling me about her own. So she talked about this brilliant mathematician who she was with, Edie Windsor. She was a brilliant computer scientist. Mm-hmm. She went to NYU. Like, I knew all these facts about Edie before I met her right. in 2009. It's unbelievable. Wow. And right. they ended up having to go to Toronto with the help of three aides yep. 
three home health aides to help with the... They have to take the, the wheelchair apart and put it back together. Right, put it apart and then go into some yeah. crappy hotel ballroom. If you're a ballroom. traveling yeah. is really, really, really hard. But they had to go to Toronto. Yep. Or, That's my fault. I lost the New York marriage case. No, yeah, it's, it's not your fault. I lost that case bad. It's a Fuck bad them. loss. And you know what? They ended up going. You fought it. They went to Canada and yet fucking Britney Spears can drive through a fucking all right exactly anyway uh-huh. um, I don't know if you're even allowed to a- answer this question that we ask all of our hey Oy, you probably says. can't we we ask every one of our guests if oh. they're on any antidepressants <laughs> I'm not on any antidepressants fucking I knew it <laughs> oh. wow I'm on arthritis meds me too meloxicam I take metrothrexate and hum- humera oh how is that humera I like it I have the Jewish this kind is of arthritis. Ju- yeah, me too. See, same here. And so I tell on that, and I'm on Lipitor. Oh, for the uh, cholesterol. Right Neither of which I think have anything to do with my brain, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to say, except that, I, I mean, my favorite. Yeah. How fucking great was, I could talk to you for yeah, hours. I'm a pig in shit. This is really fun. I told right you not now. to you curse like in that. front of. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you. Oh, I gave Lauren a whole speech before. This is someone who who argued a case before the Supreme Court. You better look good, as if I didn't know. Yeah, yeah you're like the best, and you're such a like a normal person. And I want to hang out. And we have to. We do have our, to have. We have to I know dinner. we're supposed to do the Shabbat dinner, but now Emily Giske's wife. Yeah, she trying to organize it. She told. She showed me a photo of her chicken and told me she it's makes a hell of a chicken. I know, and it's her like, chicken's in the book. <laughs> I know. I had a really tough the mood book. court. And one of the I know. times I was practicing and I was in D.C. and I was taking the train home and I called her. I knew we were having Shabbat dinner, so I called her up and I said, what's for dinner? She said, I'm making my chickens. It made the whole train ride home. I thought about the chickens. So now I yeah. feel like we were going to do this, like, chicken competition, but I that... Well, let's compete about something else. What are you chicken? Right. We already competed about when we came out to our parents. Right. We could find something else. All right. Hala. Holla. Do you know how much I love holla? We'll do a holla competition. All right. Ooh. Holla competition. You should make your rainbow. I often rainbow. burn my holla so you have a chance. Oh, good. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. We're in. Okay. Deal. I'll be the judge. Uh, oh, wait. What? What's the other question we know? What pisses you off the most in life? When people don't, when, when our country or other people or certain Republican presidential candidates don't respect the dignity, the common dignity and humanity of everyone. Mm. I, I think that's what drives almost everything I do. I, I agree. And the fact that they could yell, you lie, to Barack Obama, and yet George Bush put us in this horrible bullshit war and killed so many of our young men. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the thing that Carson said about how Jews could have prevented the Holocaust. Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong? There's something wrong with him. I'm obs- I mean, I tweet out about gay stuff all the time for years. I've right. never gotten a negative reaction. I got 10 gazillion crazy tweets when I tweeted to say that, you know, maybe there was something inappropriate about saying that. Well, oh, also, yeah. uh, I tweeted a thing about, you know, uh, guns. You said a joke. It was a joke about, I, I mean, it was based on truth, but it was about her 13-year-old No, I just said, yeah. To, so they asked, CNN asked us, you know, if you could ask any question to the Republican CNN candidates. CNN that had a comic on to give Yeah, commentary. so no, they had everyone. They had all these people that right. they had asked. It was a good group and i said you know a few months ago my son ben went out to get me he was 13 at the time uh mucinex 
because I was really sick. I, I'm a big fan of Mucinex too. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was Mucinex. No, it's Mucinex. Oh, and so something. the the Mucinex would make more sense. Fl- <laughs> the flight attendant, I was going to say, the pharmacist. I always take it before I go on a flight. Anyway, the <laughs> pharmacist wouldn't let him have it because he's under sixteen. I said, "Why is it? Why is it uh, easier for him to get a hold of a gun than?" You know, get me some medicine, and you know, oh, 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 you, you, oh, really? Where do you live? That your thirteen-year-old can go drive a car to the, 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 the bus, and it was just a point, like, yeah, if they wanted to get Mucinex off the street, they could. It's just it's like, like they took it so literally. It, it was it's just like, ridiculous. You're lying. You're full of you shit. Idiot. It's not even a joke. It's true. No, I mean, but it's the way you proposed it, it. It was true and had a point, but you right. weren't saying that he could actually. I mean, you didn't mean that he could actually go to buy a gun. He legally, could go get a gun. He could, sure. And, like, sure and it's it, just the point. Why Why is it easier for anyone to get a gun and still be carded for m- oh. Mucinex? It's Mucinex! <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm a little congested. Listen, ca- I can't awesome. thank you enough. Thank you. I'm not kidding about Shabbat dinner. I was going to say, my I'll, birthday's see, I'll coming see you over up. the chicken. I'm not kidding. Okay, you got a deal. You swear? Oh, you can't swear. Oh, you can swear. swear. Wait, what's with the Bible shit, too? Can't we separate church and state? Totally. A lot of people don't swear on the Bible. All right, good. I swear on a Torah. You do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that, I'll great. do the jokes, <laughs> Robbie. I said you got to bring the scroll in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you I, on behalf of every G-L-B-T-Q-R-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about Caitlin. All right. Next time. Next time. Um, thank you for thank you. everything you've done for us. Uh, just one last thing. Did your mother say what was? Did she call? Who called who after the decision? Oh, they couldn't have been any happier. They, did I, they call you? I think I called them because you know we had this whole thing where Obama called the apartment to speak right. to us, and so it was pretty <gasps> crazy. Right. Um, but I called her pretty quickly. And what'd she say? Thrilled beyond belief. So have you gone back to shul for that walk? That's Roberta Kaplan. Who I, did I have, but I tend to go to shul here now, so I haven't right, been there good. in a while. That's synagogue for all you anti To be honest, if I went back, I'd still be stressed about what I wore. So. I know, right? But it just doesn't go right away. Yeah. Well, thank you, Roberta Kaplan, Esquire. Thank you. Um, you rock. You're thank like you. my top. I can't. Uh, thank you. What's your name? Uh, it doesn't matter. Lauren Hennessy. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, Good to meet you. Great thank you for you. being on Kill Me Now. And so long! <laughs> Uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.